Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. Joining us today is John. How are you doing, John? I'm very good, thanks, Tom. How about you? Yeah, really good. We've got an interesting and different concept for this episode. So we're going to talk about what racing game would you bring back? And I mean you, yeah, yeah, you, the listener, because we asked on social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram a few weeks ago what the community would like to see from racing games being being brought back from the dead, even, if I can get it out. And so we're going to go through some of the best, most interesting, weirdest and most popular responses. Looking forward to it, John? I am, actually, yeah. There's a lot of really good games coming up and a lot of franchises I'd forgotten about. So very much looking right. forward to seeing what you guys think. Yeah, so I think we'll divide it into two main sections. Um, the first one is going to be sort of interesting games that we hadn't heard of for a while or maybe have never heard of before. And then we're going to look at the most popular ones. But before we do that, John, I noticed that you replied on social media. Did you, what would you like to tell the audience what couple of games you would like to bring back from the dead that are no longer around? I did. And I didn't know, obviously, at that time the podcast was going to happen. So I put myself in a difficult position here. But right. no, I'm happy with my picks. I stand by them. Uh, I said Richard Burns Rally, which although a lot of you guys listening to the podcast will know that I am in love with that game. And I also said Toka Touring Cars as well. So th these are just two games from my childhood that I absolutely loved. And I think, I say my childhood, I still play some of them today. Um, so I just feel like there's a place in the market for a newer version of those games to come back. And obviously with the with Toka Touring Cars, we do have you know a bit of British Touring Car game coming at some point soon which is very exciting but with uh with a uh, richard burns rally of course we've got alternative rally titles but nothing's quite hit the mark in the same way so i'm, I'm it won't happen but i always bring it up we've <laughs> talked about it so much the podcast we don't need to go yeah. any further oh i can't disagree with either choice there though so they're both uh really interesting and games that i would also like to see be being brought back and speaking of being brought back which i very find difficult to say apparently is that um we covered on a previous episode sort of remasters and remakes, what a remaster is, what a remake is, what we'd like to see, uh, racing games we'd like to see be remastered or remade. This is slightly different. This is more uh, franchises or series that don't really exist anymore. So what series would you like to see a new game? And also it's community-led. It's just not just our own sort of internal monologues spouted out onto the internet. So uh, let's get going with one of the first uh, responses that caught my eye. This was on Twitter, and this was from uh, Sam Bright. He said... Diddy Kong Racing. So, have you heard of or played Diddy Kong Racing, John? Uh, I've heard of Diddy Kong Racing, but I have never played it, yeah. unfortunately. That's all right. I mean, Mario Kart is the first sort of kart racing game you think of when it comes to Nintendo, I think. I remember, I never owned it, but I played it around a friend's house. And uh, obviously, Mario Kart was a sales success and carried on, right? Because there's never been a Diddy Kong Racing game. So, I was wrong, but I enjoyed it. I mean, could um, you play Diddy Kong as a character on Mario Kart at that time? And could you play Mario as a character on Diddy Kong? Because that would kind of make it sure. a bit interesting. <laughs> I am not sure. It would make sense to be able to play Diddy Kong in the Mario Kart, right? Certainly you can these days anyway. And I think on the recent E3 podcast, we mentioned, oh, would, would there be a new Mario Kart? And, and unfortunately there wasn't, and there doesn't look to be one. But maybe Nintendo, please, could sort of insert another Diddy Kong game in between this current Mario Kart and the next one? That's wishful thinking. Anyway, it was a good one. And unlike Mario Kart at the time, it was proper 3D and you had a story mode and you could fly planes. So good shout there, Sam. But I think you've got another one, John. I do, yeah. And this comes from Eunice Ravio on Twitter. And I do actually know Eunice quite well. I've been teammates ah. with him at a couple of sim racing teams before. So this is one for more of the, the sim fans. But I know he used to love a game called Live for Speed. Now, Live for Speed, for those of you who don't know, is kind of like an original sim. It's one of the, the first proper sims that was out there with realistic physics and stuff. And it was so, honestly, so far ahead of its time. I think in some ways it was kind of like the circuit racing equivalent to Richard Burns Rally. 
But the difference is that with circuit racing games, people have gone and made you know newer games with newer technology and, and moved the world on a little bit. Whereas Richard Burns Rally hasn't really had someone do exactly the same thing. So I think you know Lift for Speed kind of got lost a little bit with all the right. new technology coming in. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, the physics in that game are absolutely fantastic. There's so many cool fictional circuits. There was even um, you know there were so many things you could do with mods that made it almost like a sandbox game. You could have servers where you could have jobs and make money, and you could be a police, you could be a hired police driver, or you could be a recovery driver and recover people that have crashed their cars into the gravel traps. So there were so many different angles to this game. And it's a bit of a shame that it kind of, you know, isn't isn't as popular anymore, hasn't been remade, because I think if you were to upgrade the graphics and stuff and the technology, it could be, uh, you know, a phenomenal success. Does it still stand up today? I think the physics do. I think the physics the do. I think not. the graphics yeah. don't. It, it's, think of it a little bit like Beam, in that it's kind of got that soft feel to it. Uh, yeah, it would it would need quite a lot of revamping, but I'm pretty sure there okay. are still communities that do use Live for Speed for some racing and stuff, so it's still going. Yeah, I think you can still play it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this was, just to clarify, on, only on PC, right? And like you say, one of the OG Sims. Yes. Nice. Well, I, I could just jump in with the next one, if that's okay. Um, I've got one, again, from Twitter that caught my eye, right? Called Total Driving, but without the G, because it's cool. This was from 1998. It was on the first PlayStation. So this was kind of um, a circuit racer, but you used like rally cars predominantly and gravel circuits, but there was nothing licensed. So there was something on the cover that looked like an Escort Cosy, right? Which I'm sure you love a bit of Escort Cosy action, right? Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. But there was also like some asphalt tracks that had like a fake Formula One single seater as well. And I remember it being good fun back in the day. I remember playing a, a demo. Uh, but when you go back and watch the footage, it's. Um, hasn't hasn't aged well but this was from uh matt wh on twitter so good shout thanks for the memories absolutely we've got to be a bit you know and nice as well about games that are quite old in terms yeah, of the graphics because i mean things have moved on so so far when you look at you know playstation 2 and 3 games now compared to compared to the modern day so yeah, yeah. i think it's, it's really easy to look at old games and say oh they look a bit naff or the physics look a bit naff but if you remember them being fun at the time then you know chances are they exactly. were pretty good at the time so. and we're also saying here like bring back so like could be an all new version with the current graphics and physics doesn't have to be like a remaster so um, exactly exactly total driving yeah. that's one yeah. have you got one john that's uh, yeah, a bit more well, controversial we did have a few people speaking about need for speed now this is a bit of a tricky one because need for speed isn't really a dead franchise you know need for speed's still going there's yeah. a new one coming out for example so this people saying bring back need for speed i think what a lot of people were referring to is bring back old games aka make remasters and stuff like that and i don't know if you're if you would agree with this tom but i'm not sure that's really the best way for need to speed for speed to go because for me you've got to try and attract a new audience with you know whether it's young people with people that are interested in the kind of street scene and motorsport and and i think that bringing back these old games is not really going to hit the mark in the same way i think there's a time and a place for them and i don't you know i wouldn't want it to ruin the nostalgia but it's not really a dead franchise is it Yes, Need for Speed is still going. It just hasn't been one for a while. They paused this year's to be next year while they finish uh, work on Criterion finishes work on Battlefield, um, and then of course we've got this whole thing where EA owns Codemasters. So who knows if some of those team members will be reinvigorated the series? Right. Uh, interested to see that people did want certain Need for Speeds. Uh, was there any one that stood out? From the responses it was, there, it was interesting to see somebody um, looked at Need for Speed Pro Street, which I thought was interesting. Um, for me, and mm. like I think the nostalgia of Pro Street is quite strong in that it was a, a kind of strange game. It looked a bit different, and therefore I've got quite good memories of it. But to be honest, I think when you look back at it, it doesn't look like the best Need for Speed game ever made in terms of the quality and the immersion. And it just looks a bit. The colours all look a bit funny and stuff. But oh, yes. it's weird because I have good memories of that game, even though I'm kind of aware that it wasn't the best. So that was an interesting one. We obviously had the the usual popular choices underground underground 2 
Most Wanted, which is my own personal favourite. So yeah, there was just a, a good variety there. Uh, no, no mention of Pop Pursuit though, which was interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. And also, did anyone mention? Were, were there two more than one mention of any particular Doom for Speed, or was it all just everyone's got their own different favourite, right? Yeah, it seemed to be that everyone is more of a, you know, everyone's got their own favourite, so there didn't seem to be any gathering momentum behind one particular title. So that kind of shows you what we were talking about. You know, it's it's difficult to just bring back an old game. Just make make some good new stuff. Yeah, that's probably why EA hasn't gone back, because people are like, oh, I must wanted 2005, oh, Underground 2. Yeah. And whichever game you pick, there's, there's no, gonna no, be, it's going to be one community that really want that game, and then five other full communities about a different game complaining yeah. about it. So no one's going to be happy. Yeah. Um, moving on from Need for Speed then, because that is a, uh, well, I don't know, difficult scenario subject based on our responses there. Everyone has a different one. There was a, a bunch of uh, US-based racing games that a lot of people wanted back. So NASCAR games are still happening, folks. Either NASCAR games or games like iRacing that have uh, officially licensed NASCAR content. But someone did mention, uh, Tony Yeb on Twitter, uh, he mentioned quite a few games which we'll cover later on, but he mentioned Indie Heat, which that is an obscure game. So there isn't an official IndyCar game or just dedicated to Indie at the minute. So that would be nice. This one came out in 1991 on the Arcade, the Amiga and the NES. So... I'm going to say, John, you've not played that. Because I, I have not. Haven't. I nope. definitely have not. That predates us, but um, maybe we'll check it out at some point. Certainly, it was like this top-down thing that reminded me a little bit of some of the modern games we're getting through at the minute. And there was a mention of World of Outlaws. Are you aware of this sport, John? I have heard about it again, but it's I, yeah. I, something I've not played, so I'm, I'm getting a lot of education here. <laughs> That's all right. So this is an official... World of Outlaws is a, a mud sport in America. And I'm not going to spend too much time talking on it because I probably will get it wrong and I can only apologise. But seemingly, whenever we do a social media post about, oh, what would you like to see about this World of Outlaws comes up. So there was an official sprint car game. So this is sprint car racing uh, on dirt tracks, uh, you know, the unruly close racing. And there was a game on the PS3 and Xbox 360 about it, which does look quite good. And I'm afraid we're both quite ignorant to it, but I'm sure... Some of our American colleagues uh, will be very up to speed with that. And speaking of American colleagues, I just want to quickly mention that Justin Melillo, our colleague, he mentioned that uh, NASCAR Racing 2003, he'd love to see something like that. Yes. Have yeah. you played that? I, I know all about NASCAR 2003, yeah. um, just through everyone else that I've been with, always talking about it, you know, and hoping that that game like that can come back. So, you know, we'll, hopefully the future's bright for, for NASCAR games. But yeah, that's NASCAR 2003 is always the go-to one for, for people. So, yeah, it's a good right. shout, Justin. Yeah, good shout. Uh, I do have another shout, though, taking it slightly away from that. Um, we had, uh, I think it was a Facebook comment from Ro- uh, Rab Ballantyne, who said, Big Red thing. Racing. Yeah, Big Red Racing. Now, I didn't know anything about Big Red Racing, but our yeah. colleague at Traction, Darren, was very excited to see this game uh, on the list. And it's, it's a kind of old arcade game, but it, it's just completely chaotic. You know, there's split screen racing. You can race choppers, cars. It's absolutely mental. The kind of game that you just don't see very often anymore. You know, everything's so serious nowadays. And this game was right. just ridiculous. I, unfortunately, it didn't. It hasn't aged too well. I think there's quite In a few... Way? Well, there's a, there's a, a lot of stereotypes in there, access <laughs> and stuff that make ah. it just uncomfortable. You wouldn't get away with it today. It's not that politically way. correct. It's an in, yes, it's a politically incorrect game, and, and rightly so. You know, I went back and watched some footage of it, and it does make you very much wince. But I mean, a lot of old games give you that feeling. You know, even Toka Race Driver Three, which I've been playing a lot of recently, half of the stuff that Rick says just makes me cringe a little bit. Oh, so. yeah, no, he is. 
pretty bad for that actually he is yeah but he doesn't really bring like uh, nationality and country into it whereas this game is just a little bit i don't want to talk about it too much but it's it wouldn't okay. it, it would be different if they were to bring it back nowadays but it's clearly just a crazy fun game so bring it back without the uh, mild <laughs> racism okay that's good so there were sort of the weird and wonderful if so to speak um now we're going to go to the to the big ones uh, just before i do that i will just rapid fire run through a list i'm going to read of other games that were mentioned if you did comment without you know we can't put every game in this podcast there was so many but some that stuck out for me were auto modelista which we mentioned on a previous podcast remember that one john yeah absolutely sounds great there was project gotham racing but each person said a different one the first (laughs) one the second one the third one the fourth one three for me three for me three for you nice one but community uh there's no consistent voice there like new for speed um same for rally spot challenge there was a comment for the first one a comment for the second one uh couple of people mentioned Sega Rally. I, I would love Sega Rally in some form, but the world has moved on a bit from that, so it'd have to be like a small download title or something, right? Because you'd only have a few tracks. Um, Twisted Metal is a good shout. That's a Sony exclusive game where it was car combat. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played any of those, John. Uh, no, I mean, Sega Rally, Project Gotham Racing were, were good, great for me. And I kind of the Sega Rally thing, I kind of agree with you. you it's perfect because of what it's it is. Format, you right? wouldn't really want to destroy that or or, or kind mm-hmm. of ruin it a bit. So you got to be careful. Uh, I wasn't aware of the last one, though. All oh, right, yeah, Twisted Metal was on like PlayStation. There was a PS2 one and there was a PS3 one. And the, the, the latter was like a big online multiplayer car shoot 'em up sort of thing. Um, and as we'll cover later mild spoiler there are plenty of other sony exclusive games that don't exist that we'll talk about unfortunately uh then there was a I mention for ridge racer uh for blur which was kind of like mario kart but with licensed cars i enjoyed that but it didn't sell well enough wave, wave race 64 and hydro thunder were both water racing games like jet skis and uh like a wipeout but in the ocean sort of thing um so I think what we're saying here, there's a gap in the market developers out there for a water race, water-based racing game. Oh my god, I can't speak today. Um, and so, thanks very much for everybody for replying. Uh, there's some of our highlights. Now, if you've not heard your game yet, we still might mention it in this second section, which, as I say, is the most popular. And we'll do this in reverse order. So there's quite a few games that got a lot of mentions. In fact, the most popular one got a huge amount of support. But we'll start off with um, two games which were on a similar level, and they were Drive Club and Destruction Derby. So, John, I believe you've been playing a bit of Drive Club recently. Do you want to explain what the game is and why it was so popular, perhaps? Yeah, it was good to go back to Drive Club, actually, because I never really gave it a chance when it first came out. And obviously, we've, we've talked about this before. Drive Club was always fundamentally flawed because the whole selling point with it was the multiplayer aspect and the club yeah. aspect. And it didn't really work when the game was first launched, right? right. So. Yeah. The game was flawed from the beginning, and therefore it was always difficult for them to get to get up on their feet. However, yeah. uh, having played the game again recently, it actually stands up really well. Like honestly, as it, it, a fun arcade racer, it's a little bit like the racing you would find in Forza Horizon Four, right? Correct. So it's it's you know it's on the streets, it's a bit of contact, it's a bit drifty, it's not exactly simulation, but at the same time, it's not ridiculous arcade either. Like you do have to drive in the way that a racing driver would drive a car. It's just it gives you a little bit of assistance. And even the front wheel drive slower cars at the start of the game, they're really good fun. The graphics are phenomenal, especially when you consider the age of the game. It was very very early on in the PlayStation Four generation. Up now, I it's think. Still 
still stands up now with the photo yeah. mode and stuff phenomenal they even have bikes in the game which sadly i've not been able to try because you'd have to purchase it still but it, um honestly the game stands up really well it sounds good as well and it makes you yeah. it, re- it rewards safe clean driving as well it gives you points away when you go off the track or hit other people so i guess you could call it like a sophisticated man's need for speed um but it's, Ooh, I like it's it. good i like it it's good fun yeah uh, well i've talked about it too much so i won't call it <laughs> but um it's when it was working and once they patched it all up and and done the dlc it was one of the finest racing games in a generation yeah and like you say there um you, you still have to brake and the front wheel drive cars feel like front wheel drive cars and the rear engine cars feel like rear engine cars and they all sound and look unique and so there's more detail than perhaps you would get from a normal sort of arcade right. game it's right in the middle there um it's designed it plays best with a controller but you can use it with a with a wheel if you wanted it doesn't need it though it doesn't need it you just use the controller it feels good and as you were saying like the front wheel drive cars even though they do drift and stuff you've you've kind of got to drift them in a front wheel drive way so you've got to hit the brakes slide them in pull the handbrake and then the front comes back around whereas a rear wheel drive you give it a boot fill you can get it sideways so genuinely it does it does do well but yeah i was still somehow surprised to see so many people request drive club because for me it just lacks a little bit of immersion maybe that's just the offline part of it talking and maybe the online parts where all the fun's at but it just doesn't feel like it grabs you in quite enough Um, or at least it didn't at the time and it and i guess that's why we haven't seen a, a reboot of it since yeah i think the problem there was there was so much stink for you with the online not working it yeah um that the, the, those metacritic scores never improve with the game yeah. which is a big debate for another time um obviously they still did the dlc in the vr version but it didn't sell well enough and that and that's why uh one of the reasons why i also think just the name had a stigma then at that point so yeah. it's hard to come back but um exactly. it was fighting are, a losing battle the whole time yeah but so I'd love it. I don't think realistically it would it would happen. Um, Destruction Derby, on the other hand, that's a childhood memory thing where it was smashing cars up. For me, I kind of feel like, okay, it feels different, but Wreckfest has got that market sewn up. So not sure if you agree or disagree with that. I love Destruction Derby. I'm happily satisfied with Wreckfest. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of games that have a similar flavour to them. They're all they all have their own unique quirks to them. You know, you've got the the flat out games and your burnout and stuff like yep. that. And, but yeah, as you say, Wreckfest for me it scratches that itch enough. Um, yep. So yeah, I would be interested though if they were to bring something like that out again, whether you know how different it would be from the original or whether they would try and use influence from Wreckfest to try and improve mm-hmm. it. That's why I just think it's a tricky spot because someone yeah. is already occupying that market space, in my opinion. So. Uh, yeah, nice idea, but I, I'm quite happy with with Wreckfest and hoping that they do some a sequel to that or a, some more DLC to keep it going. Um, the next one, then, in terms of popularity, is the aforementioned Toker. So, yes. John, would you like to explain the differences between different Tokers? And there was some <laughs> mention of Grid as well. That's where it gets a bit confusing because yeah. if we've got a lot of people interested in Toker, but it's a mixture of different things within Toka. Right. Toka is like the the kind of overarching organizing series, but you have Toka touring cars. We then had Toka race driver, which wasn't just touring cars; it had single seaters, it had everything. Yep. And of course, if you're interested in that, we do have a Toka race driver three playthrough series on the Traction YouTube channel. Cheeky plug there. Uh, aside from Toka race driver and touring, Toka touring cars, we also have Toka race driver grid, which then took over from and became just grid eventually. So it kind of took over from from race yeah. driver, and it was kind of the similar kind of thing to race driver, but I would say it aimed more at the slightly more casual market where there was more street racing and more chaos rather than focused on the kind of hardcore uh, racing series that you you would know and love uh, today. So. Yeah, there's there's a bit of a distinction there, and I think a lot of people want some form of Toka back, but they don't really know what form of Toka back, if that makes sense. You know, What's your favourite? Well, 
my favorite would arguably be race driver but i think toka touring cars is the one that would really be good to come back grid was a bit disappointing the original grid was really good and then it kind of went a bit downhill for me but i kind of feel like grid the original grid was the good thing about it was it was like race driver but with this really cool new damage model you know that you could you could hit the tire wall and the tire yeah, would fly cool. away and at the time the damage model and grid was so incredible that it made it this really exciting feature of a game and flashbacks and everything was were so wicked but oh, nowadays yeah. you've got so much of that that the kind of the whole thing that made grid so good is kind of not there anymore for me i really enjoyed the first one first grid i quite like all of them but i'm the first one's where it's at. Someone did specifically mention grid, but only if it's like the first one. Exclamation <laughs> yeah. mark. And I would agree with that in in some respects. But what you're saying there is the world has sort of moved on. And it, while it was sort of an innovative thing at the time, now other games have got similar features. I did yeah. like how when you uh, started the game, I love the menu aesthetic. So like it, it said your name when you launched the game, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and the online was accent. really good. Yeah, the online was great. Although that did start with Race Driver 3, which was great online. I remember doing lots of oval races in that. Um, yeah, for me, also Race Driver 3 had a story element, which Grid and Toka Touring Cars didn't really as well. So some yeah. sort of combination maybe there. I don't know. Toka All-Stars Racing Championship, everything Grid. together. If you want. <laughs> yeah, give us that. Basically, we'd like Codemasters to do a racing game that's not a hardcore sim, but it is still serious and has rail racing in it and yes. modern features. And lots, of and, yeah, and lots of disciplines Rust. and yeah, lots of disciplines and a story mode, Rick version two that's more PC. Yeah, everything. Do it, Codemasters, right now. Well, well, yeah, thanks. Please, no problem. I mean, interestingly, Formula One 2021 has the Breaking Point story mode, so the company is still doing stuff in that area. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I think it just might oh, be a. Yeah. Yeah, all they need is just, even if it's a little cutscene, it doesn't even need a full story mode. It just needs yeah. a little bit of cutscene for every series so that you feel like you're actually part of something, you know. A multidiscipline racing game would be absolutely fantastic, I think. Um, absolutely fantastic. That is a stereotype of a description for something. So moving on quickly from that, um, just want to really quickly, I'll go back to Drive Club and Blur. I would like to point out that uh, P308R on Twitter mentioned Drive Club. He was the first and then quite a few others followed on. All right, so tying for Toka for popularity was split second or split second velocity in some markets, I believe. Um, I don't think you've played this one, John, but you have watched a video about it, right? I ha exactly. I, I was one of the people that everyone would say to you, why haven't you played split second? Why don't you know about split second? And uh, obviously Rich made a video on the Traction channel because he loved that game. And uh, yeah, I watched the video and honestly, I, I really would love to play that game. It just looks so much fun. It just looks like it's totally away from anything serious. You can just relax, you know, chill out and watch some crazy stuff happen around you while being part of a motor race. It's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this one. And I would say that, John, it's OK not to have played it because ultimately it didn't sell well enough for it to be a success so therefore go. not a huge huge number of people have played it i know there's a lot of people out there and i know now i've said that they will all tweet me but that's fine it, the, the reason we have the video on the youtube channel about it is to sort of show light on hey this was this cool game uh, it came out in 2010 it was published by disney and unfortunately there was never a sequel and it never really got the marketing support it, it needed uh, in yeah. my opinion and i, I wonder why there wasn't a sequel i wonder why well yes Funny you should mention that, John. I've got a quick story about that. I've been reading uh, Press Reset by Jason Schreier, who's an investigative journalist, which just came out. Very good book about video game development. And in here, he talks about when Disney had these uh, heads of department who were really interested in trying to make their franchises into PC and console gaming. 
Um, another one that it covers mainly is Epic Mickey, which came out on Wii. And Split Second was developed at the same time, but unfortunately, before the, both these games came out, they acquired a Facebook game. Uh, I don't know if you remember Farmville, that was a thing for a minute, right? So they For more than a minute, yeah. Yeah, so they acquired a Facebook developer and mobile app developer, and they decided that actually that's a future PC console game and he's dead. So the games were released without enough fanfare, and then the sequels never... Well, Epic Mickey got a sequel, but it was rushed. Split Second was dropped. And so that was all a big shame, really. Um, but anyway, it's still available on Steam. So there's someone somewhere at Disney is responsible for tracking the sales figures of Split Second. So there's always hope. Yeah, let's just hope. Let's just hope. Right, we're into the big ones now. So this is the top three most popular games. So let's just go through these. Um, in at number three uh, is Wipeout. And Wipeout is a Sony exclusive game with sort of spaceships flying around. I think the term is anti-grav racer. And I really enjoyed these. Um, I don't know if you've played any form of anti-grav racer, even if it was like uh, F-Zero or Pacer, perhaps. Yeah, definitely some some games from when I was really young. Because yeah. there, there was a bit, there was a bit of a, a there was a, there was a time when there was lots of those kind of games around. And I remember going to my friend's house when he first had a PlayStation, and I didn't have a PlayStation at that time, and playing all sorts of anti-gravity racers that I cannot remember anything about their names now. But honestly, <laughs> I would love to go and find them. For for all I know, it could have been something like this. It's probably the first one. Wipeout, I think. Oh, this is I've not done research on this. It was the first game I think to have in-game sponsorship, and it was Red Bull. Ooh. Oh, nice. Ooh, oh man, I hope that's right. Fact check me later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll just so, cut it out. It's fine. We'll just edit oh, okay. it. It's not. <laughs> so Wipeout was originally it's known for being on PlayStation, but I think there was an N64 version, which is a bit weird. That's uh, the console also I first played a game on. By the way, sorry, to, uh, that was the yeah. that was the console I first played an anti-grav racer on. So right, maybe. So it could have been a Wipeout, and it could have been an F Zero or some, something else, I guess. Um, and then also, but it was mainly known for PlayStation PlayStation 2. Then there was a really couple of good couple of games on the PSP and the PlayStation Vita. And then they were all sort of HD upgraded and stuff for the PS3 version. And then there was a PS4 version in 2017, the Omega Collection, which took the Vita game and the PS3 one, which also had the PSP stuff, into one <laughs> package with VR, which worked really well. And so that was the last Wipeout game we had. But Sony did at least put effort into a big collection. And so I think it did well, but I think one reason why it didn't do amazingly well is because if you're into Wipeout like I've been, I've sort of played all these these games before. They were all like remasters or remakes of, of revisions. So I'd love to see another Wipeout game. And thankfully, thanks to this social media bubble that we're in, apparently I'm not the only one. <laughs> so that's good. So that's, that's Wipeout. Um, and, and I agree. And um, Jeb or F1 underscore Jeb on Twitter was the first to sort of mention that. So... Shout out to you, Jeb. Thanks for your suggestion. That's good. So the top two now, like I said already, the number one is so massive. We'll cover an extra bit on, but very quickly, let's touch on MotorStorm. Now yes. then, John, I'll spur this upon you. I'm not sure the answer. Have you come across any of the Motorsport games before? MotorStorm, I am in love with. Yeah, absolutely. Nice and, and it, but I needed reminded of it. It's one of those ones where it's, it sits yeah. in a secret place in the back of my brain. Um, shout out to everyone, of course, that, that gave MotorStorm a mention. You've got CRS there. I think uh, who else have we got given a mention? We've got uh, Crazy Dale as well. Mentioned that. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, but the MotorStorm games for me were like the flagship 
fun racing game of the PlayStation 3 era. I think that the soundtrack was phenomenal. The energy that that game gave was just something that you don't really see that often nowadays, or or it takes a lot to at least match that in terms of the actual energy during the races. I don't know about the the physics. I would need to go back and play it or watch a little bit. I can't remember how they were, but I just remember the vastness of the routes and the fact that you could go three different ways over certain straights. You had bikes up in the air doing jumps. You had big rigs on the ground taking the lower routes. uh, And just the crowd Crashing was crazy, the way that the bits would fly, the cars would fly, the bikes, everything. And as a kid, it was just so much fun. Just the, the, as I say, the energy, the feeling that it gave you was absolutely phenomenal. So I don't know how it would stack up well, if it would stack up that well today, but I have really, really good memories of this game. Yeah, wow, you're making me feel old there. As a kid, you played MotorStorm. Brilliant. I did, yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, you've touched on one interesting point that I wasn't going to mention there, which is a really great thing about these games. And that was the different routes, and yet how it had bikes, cars, monster trucks, big rigs, quads, quads, all in the same race, and you could win a race in either. And you, you but the the skill was learning which route was quickest for that particular type of vehicle. And in particular, the second one, Pacific Rim, really took that to the extreme. The number of routes you could take, and how they all balanced that, just hurts the brain. <laughs> as to how they would develop that that right. was really a strong point and you don't see that much these days no and you say balance that was another key thing about this game the balance was perfect because there was never a race that i felt was too easy every race was challenging but at the same time i felt like if i just spent a little bit of time and learned my routes and learned the mm-hmm. track did it once over i felt like i had a chance anywhere and you had to kind of experiment with you know it does does a bike work well at this circuit well it does but only if you take the right hand side lane on exactly. the back stretch and it, yeah. and it was and it would all depend on how the ai behaved as well because they could block you off they you know so there was so many elements to it that made it a really interesting tactical game as much as anything else so when you then add the energy and stuff to that it just became a really kind of immersive fun experience yeah, and and also there was a really good PSP version called Arctic Edge, which you'd think was like a small little spin-off, but was just as detailed, just with lower res graphics, and that was all set in the snow. And the final mudstone was the RC spin-off, which was like these little remote control cars from above, which originally on the Vita, but then did come to PS3 as well. So double platinum trophy fans. But yeah, uh, I, I really do miss them. Now, the team that made the mudstone then made Drive Club, so they've got two Evolution Studio games in our in our top seven. Um, but then after the sort of disaster of Drive Club, in a weird move, Codemasters bought that entire studio and they made Onrush. Now, Onrush plays very different to Mudstone. But when you just look at it visually in the videos, you're like, oh, that's kind of like a spiritual successor. But sort of that's the last sort of Mudstone-ish game we've had in quite a while. And it's it's a bit of a shame. So yeah. We've already mentioned Twisted Metal. We've already mentioned Drive Club. We've already mentioned Wipeout. We've already mentioned Motorstorm. These are all Sony exclusive arcade-ish races, which are great in their own right. And so, please, Sony, this is an appeal. Can you make something alongside Gran Turismo that's a bit less serious and a bit more explosive? And I'm sure there's a market for it. I'm sure of it. Definitely. There's a theme emerging here, isn't there, Tom? It's like most of these games, it's like a forgotten market almost, where... We're all reminiscing of these games from 10 years ago, from even up 20 years ago, where we just had fun and just didn't really care about how realistic everything felt. And nowadays you've got so many really serious games that that's, just, that's fantastic. But now we, we, we've changed our, our, I guess, what we actually like as a consumer. We've changed what we look for in a game. And if something yeah. doesn't handle quite right or realistically, we complain about it. And I'm not talking about me personally. I'm talking about the society in general. Yeah. 
I feel like that's taken away from what could have been, you know, just a, just a casual market of, of games where people just go right. and have fun with their friends any age and just yeah. ha- have a laugh, you know? I would say that there are a few games that, that still fit that bill, but just not as many as there used to be. Yeah. So The Crew and Need for Speed and Forza Horizon and Dirt 5 are all trying to do that thing, and they're all different in their own ways and, and good and bad or indifferent, if depending on your opinion as well, in certain areas. But I just... they're I feel like there could be more. Now, ultimately, we don't run video game companies, do we, John? So maybe this is why. Maybe we want these sort of games that don't sell well. But oh, just looking at this just makes you yearn for a few more titles like that. So here's the big one then to finish off. This is as contentious as it gets, by the way. This is going to set the internet on fire, I think, in the comments. And that is burnout. John. Hit me with your burnout opinions, and then we'll go through some of the people who mentioned certain things. Well, first of all, did you mean that pun with the fire and the burnout thing? Because oh no, I didn't. I didn't. But thanks. thanks. Yeah, totally did. Yeah, just wanted to give you credit for that one, um, in case you missed it. No, I, I am again. Great shout! Thank you to everyone who who said in about burnout. And we kind of knew this was coming, right? Because Mm. we even talk about this on podcasts when we're talking about games that we would like to see back. And whenever there's a, a subject that in some way revolves around this, burnout gets brought gets brought back to the table so you know are we going to see another one there's the big thing with burnout as well is there's different facets of burnout that people like you've got the kind of open world paradise element where people say that no one's ever done paradise like you know or no one's ever done a game like paradise since that's had the good good stuff to it but then you've also got the the more structured crash based games you know the, the revenge your takedown which is a totally different game in terms of the way it's laid out yet we have just as many people asking for that one as well so what are we going to do here? We have to choose. Yeah, Oof. I feel like we should do a separate episode. Not to dodge the question now, but we will we'll do a separate episode at some point this year about burnout. But just to dip into it, for example, Matthew Turner on Facebook said, Burnout's Paradise, Burnout Paradise needs to be brought back. It was an incredible game to play. I don't disagree. I think it's one of the finest open world racing games probably ever. However, if you're deep, deep into burnout lore, like the takedowns, the Dominator, what's it called? And the revenge and first and second game uh people want to see a lot of people want to see games that are like that so they will not open world they were mission structured and they had also the dedicated crash mode which burnout paradise you could kind of do that i think if you press the two sticks down at any point but it wasn't quite the same so uh what we're going to do well really to solve this you need to have two burnout games coming out right yeah that's probably not going to happen. Right? Dirt style with Dirt Five and Dirt Rally Two Point Oh, you know, it's that it's the same kind of split. True, um, but that's a good point. It's weird though, right? Because with Burnout, you've got two different facets of fan groups that clearly love the game arguing with each other about which one should be brought back and we saying, "Oh, we really want this, but we don't like the other one." And yeah. it, it, obviously, it's good that everyone's so passionate about it, but it, it it's tough, isn't it? Because whatever you do, if you bring out one kind of or or you remake or do a new version of one of those games, you're going to upset a lot of people as well. So it's a tricky situation. But as you say, if we could have two, then great. I was personally more of a fan of the the mission-based ones because it kind of felt open world anyway there was enough immersion there the world tour mode had enough of an immersion immersive feel to it that it kind of felt open world even though it wasn't you kind of got used to the cities and stuff but of course paradise has its own massive fan base as well and a lot of people would disagree with what i've just said and say paradise is the Uh, best so i feel like on balance that you're in the majority there and i'm in the minority because i prefer paradise because i feel like it brought it was way bigger than burnout because it revolutionized how online works in video games 
Like, yeah. there are elements in that Forza Horizon 5 trailer which are from the Paradise copybook. And this is many, many years later. I'm not saying that they're the same game or very similar. I'm just saying a couple of specific online elements. Calm your passions. It's all good. Um, I mean, Daniel Berry had an idea here, which is to combine all of them. So it was Burnout Takedown was my favorite. I wish they'd make remake Takedown, but with the more real world like vehicles from Paradise. And then maybe add a free roam mode to go around wrecking in the city. So a linear game, but with the option of an open world. Interesting right. idea. Don't know how you would develop that. But, well, what uh, I was saying, what I would say is have the the missions and stuff of of takedown and, and even the crash structure of takedown, but instead of selecting it from a menu, you just have to drive to that particular mission. And on driving, in doing the driving, you can have crashes. You can you can make money. You can maybe buy the cars instead of unlocking trouble. them through races. So you can kind of combine the the out of out of race element to the open world, yeah. and then when you actually get to the locations, turn it into the the kind of more structured mission based game, and then everyone's happy, right? All right, okay. I'm on board with that, John and Daniel. So cheers I'm, for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my job and start a game developing company <laughs> and call it burn, Burnout yeah. or something. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, the thing is, uh, ultimately, I think what really happened to the Burnout franchise was that Burnout Paradise was a success, and owned by EA, they were struggling at the time to try and wow, what we're we gonna do with the Need for Speed franchise. There was coming off the back of Pro Street. There was the two shift games. There was the run. Ooh, they were all kind of all over the shop, really. So EA took that team and that technology and the open world and the crashing mechanics, changed them, of course, added weapons and branded it with licensed vehicles. And it was called Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. And then there was most Need for Speed Most Wanted, not the 2005 one, that came after that. So, so really, they were the spiritual successes and, and were maybe what sequels to Paradise could have been. I think for now, though, even though EA released Paradise on Switch in 2020, which is quite recent, I feel like they would just be focusing on Need for Speed versions right in the future. Because Criterion is working on the next Need for Speed game. So here's hoping that is something that appeases some Burnout fans in some way. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's the the crashing element's the only thing that's really missing from Need for Speed in that sense. But as you say, that's why we're talking about it, right? So, yeah, I I, I agree with you. And uh, let's just just hope. Yeah, and Burnout, like just to touch on again, got more than double the amount of the second place game, Motorstorm. So that is the clear winner. So the world has spoken, video game publishers. The racing game community would like to see a new Burnout. And on that note... That neatly wraps up this episode, I think. John, thanks for joining us. Hope you've had uh, a good time reminiscing about some games there. I have indeed. Thank you very much for having me, Tom. And uh, yeah, it's lots of good good stuff to dig into. So I'm sure I'll be getting out the old PlayStation and giving yeah. some of these games a bash, you know. Yeah, and I think we'll definitely revisit some of these games that I mentioned for more in-depth talk. For now, keep listening. Thanks very much uh, for taking part, everybody, in the questions. We'll keep an eye out on our social media. We'll do more of these in the future. It's at TractionGG on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or follow and subscribe on your podcast uh, platform of choice because that really helps us out. Visit Traction DG on a daily basis. And that's the end of the plug. Thanks very much for listening. See you next week.